Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're it, Henry. Uh, tag Todd. I don't what know do what's mean? happening. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing a little game of tag I don't, today. Have you yeah. ever played oh. tag before? I think tagging requires the touch. Yeah, but, but, we're just word. but we're on a podcast, so you got to do it with your voice. Oh. So the like, game might not translate. Yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. Because how do you get away? Um, you just keep sending it to other people, or what if I plug my you, ears? You just embrace the tag uh-huh. and you welcome the people into the DNVR Broncos mm. podcast. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you here would have got it. Should I have tagged you here? His mic's off anyway. I knew so what you no, were I doing. Definitely yeah. shouldn't have I, I, I knew exactly what you were doing. Of course, of course you did. You, you're always on top of it. You here and welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast. We're playing uh, a little game of tag today because today is the first day. That NFL teams can place the franchise tag yep. on players. There's also a transition tag, which maybe we'll get into in just a little bit. But the Broncos, over the past decade plus, have not been shy about placing the franchise tag on guys. Todd, a lot of your teammates got the franchise tag yep. put on them. So we're going to break down today. If the Broncos are going to put the franchise tag on anyone, break down the top candidates and make our predictions of whether or not it happens Welcome into the DMVR Broncos podcast. We've got Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, Henry Chisholm, the one and only, the mm-hmm. one and only you here, and Zach Stevens rolling with you today. Fellas, how you doing? Great, great. How you doing? Man, it's like a summer day. You got the shorts on. You yep. dress properly. It's uh, 65 today. It is? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Do you ever look at the weather? No, but I like, I go, I like, I walk outside when I get here. I guess it was pretty warm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe today's like a balcony writing day. Oh. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, you better it's, watch out. Is Lexi home? She might lock you out <laughs> if uh, you do go on the balcony. She hated that. Yeah, she, des- she deserves to lock you out. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's also uh, crunch time. 
It's crunch time? Yeah. Summer's right around the corner. Yeah. Got to get ready. Summer bodies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like time actual really crunches. Yeah. 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 It's crunch Literally time. crunch time. Yeah. Crunches. Yeah. I do need to go to the gym. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe start the Avs game tonight. That's always what I do best is like you kind of just bring bring Fubo. Shout out Fubo. So you can just watch while you're like on the treadmill or like lifting some stuff. Man. Lifting Maybe. some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how it goes. I know You're a gym go. guy. You lift some stuff. Yeah, you can tell Hank's a big workout guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll go some lift some stuff. stuff. <laughs> how much? Uh, how, how heavy much is a uh, barbell? Wait, when it's like empty? Because yeah. that's that's like forty five, and then you got like the plates okay, at forty five. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. forty five. Oh yeah, there you I go. know my yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, how how heavy is it in kilograms? Whoa, so kilogram. So wait, two six two point six kilograms is a pound. I think it's okay. two point two three or something. Like is it two point two three? I uh, think two point three maybe. So about half as many. About half. half oh, as if many? it's forty five. Oh no, it'd be double. It'd be ninety. It'd be like a, it'd be a hundred. Other way. Wow. Other way. Yeah, other way. Wait, yeah. it wouldn't be a hundred <laughs> kilograms. It's forty five pounds. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, it's yeah. the other way. Really? I thought. Yeah. I thought kilograms were less than pounds. Wow, I was way off. <laughs> uh, so that'd be twenty. Exactly. Like Boom. 20. There you Impressive. go. Impressive. Damn. Because, huh. but wait, kilometers are less than miles. No, kilometers are more than miles. If you run a 5K, you're running three miles, but, but you're wait, running five kilometers. A thousand meters. Well, 100 meters would be a stretch. Like the, you know, so 400 meters is once around the track. Yeah. So that's 400. 400 times four is 1,600 meters is a mile. Yeah. That's 1.6 kilometers. Kilometers less than a mile. He said, you just said 1.6 kilometers is one mile. That means 1.6 is more than one, right? But but, that, but there's more of them because then get rid of that point six that one kilometer is less than the mile. One point six equals one, so one to one kilometers less than a mile. You are doing no, some but crazy you will go no because if you did less <laughs> kilometers, then you have to do less miles. So you will be under a mile, but still at one kilometer. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the miles longer. When you run a kilometer, you haven't run a mile yet. I see what you're saying. But we're, yeah, I'm but if Todd, you're like tracking, if you're tracking a distance, if you're tracking distance, yeah. it takes longer to get to one kilometer than it does to get to one mile. No, it doesn't. No, I mean I'm saying wait. other way, other way, other way, other way, other way. Yeah, yeah. This you get to one kilometer quicker than you get to a mile. You're trying to mess me up now. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to. It's just what's happening. Why? Why did uh, the United States go to all different systems? They just like, want to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, seriously. They, you know they did it. You know what I never realized. Is that they want to be difficult with the measurements and also the language. We have so many words that oh, just yeah. don't make sense. And you know how it doesn't, I know it doesn't make sense because even AI says them wrong. <laughs> you know, they yeah. program this thing to, you know, go through our language and they even mess up certain words. Yes. That's how you know it makes no sense. Totally. Even the computer is confused. And then there's so many weird, like, phrases. Yeah. Where it's like the, I don't even know. It's hard to think of a weird phrase just off off the top of your head. There's one, you know. <laughs> so like, if you're just like learning English and somebody says, "Yeah, I'm not really sure off the top of my head," you're like, what the hell is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Thank goodness English was not my second wow. language because that would be a nightmare to learn. Yeah. It's, According it, to the it chat, is my second language. We and all it lose sucks. in the chat because <laughs> you guys are wrong here. and they hate when I'm right. So um, uh, no winners here. Are so wrong. No, that's not true. Todd and I were just <laughs> we're in a confused moment. Yeah. Momentarily, yes, we were correct. Though. We were definitely right. Um, so who's going to be right about this? Are the Broncos going to franchise tag anyone? Let's dive into it. But first, got to understand what a franchise tag means. A franchise tag, uh, you can put it on one player, 
uh, on your team that is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And essentially mm -hmm. what it is, is it is... Uh, the, it, there's no negotiation. Mm -hmm. The team can put a franchise tag on you, and it acts as a one-year contract that the player has to play on. Or I guess we'll get into that a little bit. player doesn't have to play on it, but it keeps them from hitting the open market and signing with another team. So that's a big advantage for the team. Mm -hmm. The big advantage for the player is it makes it so they get the average of the top five highest-paid players at that position so there's benefits to both sides. The team ensures that you don't leave, um, but then from the player side, you get paid a lot of money, or do you? Because mm -hmm. it's only a one-year deal. Typically, guys that are free agents want a long-term deal. Yeah. So what the franchise tag kind of turns into is just a negotiating leverage for the team. Yeah. So it prevents guys from hitting the free agent market, and then at the same time, it buys many months for the team and that player to work out a long-term deal sometimes if there's not a long-term deal worked out that player will play under the franchise tag for that season or the player will hold out mm -hmm. and say uh-uh i'm not playing on that one-year deal we've seen this happen um with von miller i think that was probably the most public one mm -hmm. that was the the dirtiest mm -hmm. uh, where von was like I'm not playing on that franchise tag. He cropped John Elway out of a photo <laughs> because John Elway was the GM. We had a little uh, photo gate going on there. But the Broncos have used this tag on Matt Prater, Demarius Thomas, Von Miller, Ryan Clady. They've used it a lot over the years. So who are we looking at this year to potentially be candidates, Henry? Uh, well, I mean, Will Lutz, you point out yesterday, is kind of the only one that would make sense. Mm. Um, and even that would be kind of weird because... So obviously, average of the top five salaries, you're paying him like probably like the third highest amount of any kicker. Meanwhile, he like if you look at the numbers, I think about 40 kickers qualified and he was about the 16th best kicker in terms of percentage. So like nothing wrong with him as a kicker or anything. And you could make whatever arguments you want. You know, he missed a couple early and kind of so if you just look at the last like 15 weeks, it was probably better. Um, so like there's that one after that. I mean, what, Josie Jewell, you tag him, it's $22 million. You can get him for less than $22 million. You could probably get him for a few years for $22 million. And I think he'd be thrilled to do that. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, you're looking at $20 million. If he costs more than $12 million, that would kind of be a surprise. So you just really don't have a lot of guys you would need to use it on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Let me read you the, the list of the... Uh um, unrestricted free agents the Broncos have Josie Jewell, Will mm -hmm. Lutz, Mike Purcell, Kwan Williams, Cam Fleming, PJ Locke, Michael Burton, Fabian Moreau, Lloyd Cushenberry, Adam Troutman, Jonathan Harris, Justin Sternod, and uh, uh, that's it because Quinn Bailey is a restricted free agent. Do any of those guys jump off to you saying they deserve uh, or should be or are worth paying top five money to at their position? Not this time. I think those are... A lot of good players, and mm -hmm. I think they deserve to be paid, but usually when you pay somebody the franchise tag, you average out the top five, but they're usually not, they're usually closer to the top than yeah. even the bottom of that five. Yep. Exactly. Like you use that on somebody who you know you're going to have to pay, yep. like uh, Josie would be 22 million. You would use that on somebody you know you're going to have to pay like 25 or 27 million. Exactly. So we're actually yeah, getting yeah. them at a discount for the next year. Yeah. I just feel like that specific group group of guys deserves to be paid well but i don't know if they deserve to be paid at the top of the position exactly 100 percent. and what makes this even trickier you're thinking like wait 
Josie Jewell, 22 million. Lloyd Cushenberry, 20 million. They play positions that typically aren't paid that high anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little weird reason for that is for whatever reason, the NFL has decided to, instead of making a franchise tag for centers, guards, and tackles, they make one for offensive line. Mm-hmm. And then same with linebackers. They don't make one for outside linebackers and inside linebackers. They make one for linebackers. So Josie Jewell is actually would greatly benefit from this if the Broncos were to tag him because outside linebackers who get paid a lot more than inside linebackers get grouped into this. Exactly. And there's guys that are making like 27, 25 million as outside linebackers that get grouped into this. So that's why the franchise tag for an inside linebacker would be 22 million. You know who the highest paid inside linebacker is right now, Todd, in the entire NFL? Um... I'm trying to think. Did you just it was get the deal Bobby last Wagner. Year? Is it Fred Warner now? Um, oh, it's not either of those guess. guys. Think um, of the it, other coast. Is it CJ oh. mostly? It is not. You're on the right coast. Oh, wrong team, wrong conference. Because CJ Mosley's with the Jets. Uh-huh. Oh, White? No. no, not him. No. Um, think of AFC North, and I think it is a new contract. So it's been same last conference. Year. Oh, is the Jets correct? Yep. Yes. Well, I got That's confused it really there. Threw me I got out. confused uh-huh. there. Roquan. Roquan. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, wait, NFC linebacker on the East Coast? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's that my fault. Sense. Okay. Roquan's making twenty million a year mm-hmm. as the highest paid inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. So Josie, he's a very good starting inside linebacker in the NFL, but like, it's it's not uh, mean to say he doesn't deserve to reset the market at twenty two million dollars. So actually. I think the NFL, while it would be great for Josie to be the highest paid, I think by them not separating these two out and making it outside inside, it actually hurts Josie mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. no one is going to tag an inside linebacker now. You're only going to use that tag on the outside linebacker. It helps yeah. Josie, though, because nobody actually wants to get tagged. I mean, I guess Josie he probably would. Wo- Josie yeah, would, probably but like he wouldn't get that like, money. But exa- yeah. if you're somebody, the guys that get tagged don't want to get tagged. Exactly. That's a they fair much point. rather put together a good deal because you're I mean, basically trapped. You're getting paid sometimes at a discount, and it's only for one year. When you want like a five or right. six year deal, right. like there's no uh, security there in that one right. year mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, so. and, and the the guarantees aren't there. Yeah. The signing bonus isn't there. And then so the exact same thing with the center position. You think, well, Lloyd actually took a huge step up. Maybe you can make an argument that he's worth being a top five high paid center uh-huh. in the NFL. But he would get twenty million dollars on this franchise tag thanks to the tackle money yeah. that's out there right now. Do you know who the highest paid center in the NFL is projected to be? Oh. Projected. That's the key word here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help give you a little projected. hint. For this coming season, who it would be. There aren't any free agents who are any better. Right. Correct. So how would he be projected? Oh, is he going to get tagged, but then he'd be or, a free agent? Or he's his future is uncertain, maybe? Oh, Jason, Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, okay. yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he, he is a free agent, yeah. No. Is he? He's under contract. Huh. Yeah. But he is likely to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess how much he's he's going to make this year? 18 million. 14. Mm-hmm. So you would pay Lloyd six million more than the highest paid and kind of unquestioned best center in the NFL? Mm-hmm. No. You're not going to do that. Yeah. So that's why initially you look at the list and you're like, okay, it's got to be between uh, Josie and Lloyd because they're the two best free agents that the Broncos have hit mm-hmm. in the market. 
the Broncos would be just absolutely ridiculous to tag you to one of those guys. Yeah, I think you can get those guys on multi-year deals for that same price. Like, I think you can get Lloyd right. for two for 20. <laughs> right, right. I yep. think you can get Josie yeah. for three for 22. Totally. Uh, I like think, you just I look think at the singleton contract for him. I feel like uh -huh. it's like if you want to run it back, seven a like, year, yeah, yeah, make them the yeah. boys. Just there you go. Remember what Alex told us uh, an hour after signing with us about his contract? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was after, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. He right said after. he just wanted to make more than Josie. Yep. He wanted to make more than Josie, and <laughs> that, literally, I think when, he's making like a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> a year yeah. than Josie. So Josie might Josie come to the Broncos. Put that and another hundred thousand in front. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that you're you're exactly right. I mean, three for twenty would even be more than that. So uh -huh. um, that's that's the price, and that's why it's not going to be Lloyd Cushenberry or Josie Jewell. Mm -hmm. um, but it could very well be Will Lutz and Henry. You touched on why. Uh, tagging will would make a little bit of sense, but maybe not the most sense in the world. And let's get into those numbers after I tell you about some other numbers. Our friends over at Bet365, if you use the code DNVR365, they're going to hand you money by, you get to choose how they're going to hand you money. Either place a $5 bet and get $150 in bonus bets, or you get a first bet safety net offer by placing a bet up to $2,000. And if your qualifying bet loses, you receive a matched refund in bonus bets for that amount. So you can either take a big gamble and make a big bet, or you get $150 in bonus bets with our friends over at Bet365. Right now, there's hockey, but you got to wait a couple days for basketball to be yep. back. But there's always betting on the draft that you can do over at Bet365, where they are all about the unordinary, or that means they're going to have all of the draft bets you could want. So check them out uh, and use that code DNVR365 to get those offers. Of course, you must be physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. Must be 21 and older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to Coors Light, our newest sponsor. And uh, we haven't cracked one open yet because we haven't had them on a Friday. But yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to chill and have a good Coors Light this Friday. And sometimes it feels like we have to be on all the time, but it's important to hit a reset every now and then. Whether that means going out with friends, catching a game, or chilling around the fire pit. I think that's a great... Yeah. It's like it's kind of like yeah. fire pit season 100%. to where it's like not too cold, exactly. it's not too warm. Yep. Stand around, have a nice mm -hmm. beer. Because you don't want it to be too hot. Exactly. Right? Otherwise, that defeats the purpose of the fire. Yep. Yeah. Unless you don't start the fire. I Unless guess. you have the coors to cool you down. Yep. Yeah, it's true. I'm really excited because I mentioned yesterday we got the opening day tickets. Yep. So do you get like the $3 coors lights mm -hmm. before first pitch yep. up on the rooftop? That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> when it's time to cheer, Coors Light is the beer to reach for. So when you have, when you want to hit a reset, grab the beer that's made to cheer. Chill. Coors Light delivers straight to your door with Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com forward slash DMVR. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah, shout out to Coors. Um, I mean, Coors. chill or cheer. Because yep. you're, you're at the Rockies game and you want to chill with the Coors while also cheering on the Rockies. So, um, mm -hmm. okay. So we'll also yeah. just real quick. Yeah. So yesterday the athletic put out their top 150 free agents. Okay. That Jason Kelsey at number 21, but you're right. He's not a free agent. He has like a weird contract. And so huh. I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Cause there's like a bunch of void years and stuff, but yeah, I, that is kind of strange. Is it a void year or no? No, there's three void years after 2024. So then the athletic was wrong. Yeah, unless, like, for some reason, he's just super expected to be cut, but that wouldn't make much sense. 
No. And so, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Other weird thing from that, they had the Athletic had Lloyd Cushenberry number 15. ESPN put out their top 50 this morning. I'm pretty sure Lloyd wasn't in there. Wow. So that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Because nobody understands offensive linemen. <laughs> it's very true. Um, I think Lloyd deserves to be closer to 15 than not in the top 50. Mm-hmm. I think he had a he had a really good year he did. this past year. But like um, he's right in front of Antoine Winfield. Wh- in front of Baker. Where's Will Lutz? He's in front of Baker? I don't think Lutz made the list. Of the one. Yeah, Lutz didn't make it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, of the yeah, 150. Yep. In front where's of Baker as far as quarterbacks? He has to be like top. Um, he probably so got Kirk and two? then yeah. yep. So guess. he's number twenty in front of him. Kirk is number seven. Yep. Mm. And this I is mean, in terms of play. It's not based on like how much money you're gonna get, obviously. Uh-huh, Who's number one? Uh, Brian Burns. Oh, the linebacker. Yeah. Would you rather have Brian Burns or Kirk Cousins? But again, that's putting positional value into it. Well, yeah, but I mean, that has to be factored in, Well, but that's that's, that's like the the same thing as the money, you know? That's why people pay more for Kirk Cousins. But, like, who's the better player? I mean, Brian Burns is a better player. Uh, I think that's close. Yeah. uh, I think Kirk's a pretty, yeah. I mean, what? I guess only eight sacks last year. Twelve and a half before that. Two Pro Bowls. I mean... Kirk, I mean, they're, they're not that far off. Eight sacks last year? Eight sacks last year, but 12 and a half the year before. He's been to, like, two Pro Bowls in the last three years. Ten like sacks how many, a how season many? From, a, from, like, a true Kirk pass rusher? Kirk is better than that. Kirk is yeah, better than that. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> that's, like, that's, I, like... I feel like Kirk is the equivalent of, like, that's like a, 21 of 10 touch, sacks, That's, you know? like, 21 well, touchdown passes. he had eight, passes. so... He did have eight <laughs> last year. He did have eight last year. Man, I think Kirk is... Uh, Kirk has four Pro Bowls, but he's also played, obviously... Uh, he's played 12 years instead of five. So Pro Bowl rate Burns is in front of him. Kirk is like a, the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. Not necessarily the quarterback you really want. Uh-huh. But you can win with him and you can make a run with him, but he's obviously not going to carry you to, to Super Bowls left and right. Yeah. 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 He's fine. I'm not giving him Kirk 40 million bucks. It's literally Alex Smith 2.0. I like Alex Smith. Though. Yeah. He's yeah. good enough, good, but not yeah. good enough to get it done. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. always going to be yeah. the Let's thing. Let's see. You got to have a good team around you. Yeah. Madden says Brian Burns is 86 overall. <laughs> okay. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> he got 84 80. overall. Oh, boo. Yep. Oh, no. Did you check your Madden ratings every year? Uh, No. Really? Because <laughs> I didn't really play. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. You didn't really play Madden? Yeah, I didn't really play Should Madden. Should we guess? So I, didn't even, I don't even care. It was either. probably right around an 80. I, I would guess like 81 was your peak. Yeah. I don't know. And that's probably spot on. I don't know, but it's funny because I mean you can look at different grades and ratings and but I don't know none of it matters. No. It's a true. team likes you and they keep you around and keep paying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's all that matters. That says more than uh, what any Madden ratings. Yeah, because if you could be rated mm. a sixty, but you keep getting contracts, like <laughs> yeah. who cares? Ooh. Well, Yaya looks it up. So this year, Josie finished with a seventy-nine, Alex with a seventy-eight, and they were balling. Damn. They were. So I would guess. I, th- I, th- I had you at 80, like a step ahead, but we'll see. There you we'll go. See. We'll see. You, Henry uh, thinks you're better than them. Thank you. So you want to be signed I guess this I year? How's <laughs> <laughs> one year out. 20 million signed? Oh, yeah, I'll do that for sure. <laughs> Franchise tag me. <laughs> I, do, I do like when we do like the Madden, Madden ratings release show. That's always a fun yeah. one. Yeah, what is that? July? Maybe even August. Yeah, July, August. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, why, July, why Will Lutz would make sense 
is we talked about how those other two guys, the numbers just are out of control, don't make sense at all. Will Lutz, he would cost right between the guesses 5.6 to $5.9 million. You know who the highest paid kicker in the NFL is? This one's easy. Just think about the best. Yeah. Tucker. Yep. Tucker, you know how much he's making? Seven. Six. Uh, so like underpaid this would be yeah probably underpaid mm. um he would be in the range like he it wouldn't re- be resetting the market he wouldn't be crazy resetting the market he'd be the second highest kicker which mm-hmm. it is something to consider you don't just give those out left and right but it would be like in uh, the range for kickers to be paid yep. and why i think this is extra makes sense this isn't just a kicker this is sean payton's kicker sean mm-hmm. payton loves Will Lutz, and we know it's the it's the New Orleans Broncos right now. It, Will Lutz is not going to be on a different team next year. He is going to be with the Denver Broncos. If the, so, the Broncos have two weeks to put a franchise tag on someone. If the Broncos aren't able to get a contract extension done with Will before then. I wouldn't be surprised if they slap the franchise tag on him just to guarantee that he's not going anywhere. At the same tomorrow. time, I mean, they could. I think the appeal is that it's only a one year deal. So if you don't really trust him. Like, you liked what you saw, but you don't want to commit long-term, but also you don't want to wind up with, like, somebody else. Like, you could just say, we'll overpay you for this year. But I still don't think they do it. Mostly because, like, Kymie Fairbairn's on the market. That's one of the best kickers in the league. Greg Zerline, like, he's getting old, but, I mean, it's Greg the leg. Like, he's going <laughs> to he's gonna get somebody. Like, Greg Joseph is out there. McManus is out there. Uh, Cameron Dicker, Chase McLaughlin. Like, there's just enough kickers out there that Will Lutz is like maybe a top five kicker on the market. But nobody wants to go like try out a new kicker. At least you know this guy. Exactly. You've had him for a year. I think it's better. But I also, I think he's another guy that you can get for like two for seven, exactly. two for eight. Like, that's that's why I think like, why not just give him a contract? I don't and, think there's and a need you to do, tag him. And you do a $3 million signing bonus. You do $5 million this year. Guaranteed, then you do the other three next year. Yeah, not guaranteed. Like, you could do a franchise tag cheaper than you could do a contract cheaper than like doing a yeah. franchise. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why, likely, I'll say that the Broncos don't franchise tag anyone. Mm-hmm. But there's only one person that they would franchise it, and it's Will Lutz. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, though. Yeah. Do we have any like restricted free state. agents on the team? Because that's always interesting. Oh, did you see PJ Locke had a post? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. Let a me cri- see. A cryptic post? There was there was something a little yes. cryptic. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing something and thinking it was cryptic. Yeah. I'll I'll pull that up. Did you see Gabe Davis had a farewell to Bills? I mean, that's nation? been coming though. Yeah. The, the thing is, his ex his expectations became so high, and then uh-huh. when you don't live up to him, like it's just tough. The weird one is going to be Ayuk with the 49ers. because they basically kind of screwed up giving the bag to Debo. And they're stuck with him instead of Ayuk. I mean, it's it's weird looking at Debo's number because he has that 1,000-yard season a few years ago, but he's putting up like 800 yards a year plus another couple hundred on the ground, which isn't bad by any means, but when you give him so much money and you've got Ayuk who has like 1,300, and last year I think was over 1,000, like there's you can't pay everybody. And oh, I have a feeling it's going to work out for him. But here mm. PJ said, man, I can't wait to see what God has in store for me with the next move. More goals, more achievements, more life. It's nothing. It's nothing? Okay. Yeah, that's nothing. It, do, it doesn't sound like there was like a meeting and said like, hey, we were just not going to give you a contract? No, just okay. the next move, whatever's happening next. I don't okay. think that, that means moving on. Okay. That's it why I didn't bring it up because it was like a couple days ago, but then when we're talking about this stuff, yeah. it's like, I don't know. There, there's a next move, you know? Some guys, I don't know. You don't know anything. 
yeah. like, player. As a player, at least. Yeah, I guess that makes In both sense. of my contracts, I didn't, you don't know anything until it happens. The or part, you kind of yeah. had, like, when I was a restricted free agent, we they kind of had an understanding that I would be, like, a second-round tender. Okay. But, like, when I'm actually going through my contract negotiations, like, the real deal, you have no clue, really. And I guess they probably time. wouldn't say, like, we're not bringing you back. Because that just kind of burns the bridge. You uh-huh. might just, like, see what happens right. and... If like even if you've decided, keep that option open in case you change your mind. But at the same time, when you've got Justin, you've got Caden Stearns, like you've got Skinner. I guess we haven't seen a lot. D T Y. There's, uh, there's definitely room for P J in there. There's a lot of room for P J in there. Did you get the second round tender? Yes, sir. That's a significant yeah. bump from the other one too. Mm-hmm. Because this year, the right of first refusal, which is the lowest tender you can put, is two point eight million dollars. Second round tender, $4.6 million. And first round tender, $6.4 million. The Broncos have one restricted free agent, mm. Quinn Bailey. That's it. Typically, yeah. there's like a couple. three to five. Yeah. yeah, Quinn Bailey was a weird one, too, because he was like their sixth lineman all year. Yep. But then whenever the tackle got hurt, he didn't sub in at tackle. It was Cam Fleming who came in at tackle. So I would have thought like the guy who's basically out there is like a tackle as your sixth lineman would be... I guess maybe he brings like a little bit of a receiving threat, but that can't factor into this, the decision. It'd just be the only thing that would kind of make sense. Because mm-hmm. Cam, I mean, doesn't he's not the most mobile guy. Yeah, I don't know if they're even going to put the right of first refusal on $2.8 million. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's what they do. Yeah, that, probably not that much. You probably don't need to. Right, exactly. That's why I don't think that they'll do that. Would you guys, who says no? Jerry Judy for Zach... Wilson, a national media member, mm-hmm. recommended that trade. And I want your opinion on it. After I tell you about Premier Members Credit Union, this is not a bank, which means they do things differently, like putting their members first with higher savings interest and lower loan rates. You can earn 5% APY on a $2,000 with your reserve tier money market. They've got so many different tools to help you save. And when you become a premium members credit union member, they're going to give you $200. That's right. All you have to do is open a checking account and sign up for e-statements. That's it. Then you're going to get $200. So if you want to become a premier members credit union member, go to premier or becomepremier.com to find out more. This is your best money move yet. It's not a bank, so they have more flexibility in what they can do, including giving you better, higher savings interest and lower loan rates. So check them out at becomepremier.com. And it's officially Colorado Raptors season. That's the first day of spring, right? <laughs> um, it's late winter. Late winter. It's okay. late winter. It's the official I, beginning of late winter. They need to change these things. First of all, the idea that everybody has like winter, spring, fall, summer at the same time, or like I guess the hemispheres like split it. Like <laughs> in Denver, winter's not that long. Like it's only like a month or two. Meanwhile, like Montana, for example, like winter's like half the year. Right. But meanwhile, they all say it's like three months and winter doesn't start till like the middle of December. I don't know why you guys stand by that when I say that Rocky's season opener is the beginning of spring. Did I say you spring or summer? Summer. Official. I said summer. Yeah, it's summer. Yeah, yeah. Official. yeah it's official. It is official. Not official. In Denver, that's, it's official. That's like two weeks after the official start of spring. 
and you're trying to start summer two weeks Don't after that. Don't listen to what they tell you about those seasons. <laughs> but yeah, boys, American Raptors, they're going now. They're going to be going all spring. They're going to be going um, into the summer. And uh, they actually just started their season off on February 16th at the uh, 2024 Super Rugby Americas campaign, which is in Argentina. You can watch all those games on ESPN+. Plus. We had a watch party here, had a whole bunch of rugby fans. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looked like it was a lot of fun. Um, they, ha- they actually brought like a few of the guys who weren't part of the team that traveled, and they came and hung out here and watched with us. Um, if you want to keep up, Colton Strickler has you covered. There's the weekly DMVR Rugby podcast, um, which I mentioned this during the season. Michael Bandy, the receiver for the Broncos, yeah. was actually on the Glendale Raptors. So, like He played college football, didn't get like a shot in the NFL, went to the Raptors, was immediately named team captain. I don't even know that he'd played rugby before, but like showed up. He was like a half scrum, scrum half. I think it is. I can't remember which position exactly. Well, the one for the little guys. Um, And he showed up immediately as like 23, 24 year old. They make him captain, plays one season. And then the Chargers signed him. And then the Broncos wound up signing him. And so I Googled him. And the first thing I saw was like uh, Michael Bandy interview with DMVR rugby podcast. I was like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So uh, that's what they do. So, you know, if if you're actually looking to play, they've got opportunities out there as well. but yeah, so if you're if you're coming from a background, football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track, they'll teach you how to play. Uh, Tiniele Tupo from the University of Washington did that, play for the Seahawks, all that sort of stuff. They'll teach you how to play and get you on that U.S. national team if you really can. Um, yeah. First home game, March 17th. Tickets are only $10. Go AmericanRaptors.com. All right. Mike Tannenbaum suggested the Broncos trade Jerry Judy to the Jets and get Zach Wilson in return. Who says no? No, me. <laughs> I also say no. I also say no. And I say this is so depressing. Yeah. Because uh, I say no as well. But if this this is like an outsider's... Isn't my Tannenbaum for, former GM? I believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. If this is like the national perspective of Jerry Judy's trade value, oh, this sucks. Maybe we know why he's a former GM, though. <laughs> exactly. Because that's a yeah. terrible trade. So let's see. He was in charge of the... Uh, or maybe he's working for the Jets on this yeah, it's one. Yeah, good for the Jets. He does nothing for the Broncos. Yeah, 2006 to 2012 Jets. He was the GM. Oh, yeah, uh, he's uh, trying to pull for the... Those are Rex Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Dolphins Executive Vice President of Football Operations 2015 to 18. So I hope he's just being such a Jets homer yeah, right he here. Has to slash be. like a fired GM. Yeah. Um, that be- makes sense because, like, when I looked it up, I was thinking like it's gonna say like Browns GM 2003 to 2015. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, that, that <laughs> now I get it. But no, being the Jets GM actually does make sense. So let's hope he's just being a homer here because if this is Jerry Judy's trade value outside of Denver, what's Zach Wilson a seventh round pick? Is that what you're trading for Zach Wilson if you're doing it pick wise right now? Like he's worth nothing. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So then this would suggest that that's jerry judy's trade value so i hope this is as ridiculous as it seems on the surface it is. or else man jerry judy's trade value is way inflated in denver yeah mm, he they would get more than a seventh round pick if they try to jerry, trade jerry tomorrow yeah this is he's just uh, a homer trying to be with that <laughs> roster for aaron Rodgers. that's all that yeah is. and zuriel brought it up in the chat but this whole like segment that he had this was yesterday morning on get up um, it started with him saying Rush should sign yes, with the Jets to be too. the backup quarterback <laughs> in case like Rodgers isn't good, then he can kind of run that and then followed it up with. So what do you do with Zach Wilson? You trade him for Jerry Judy. 
my god! And as soon as he made the Russ comment, like everybody got up and left the table. Uh, yeah. exactly. This is yeah. ridiculous. Exactly. It's ridiculous for so many ways. Could yeah. you imagine Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett back together? Like what? And then Russell Wilson being a backup? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No. I do. I. I I do. I, Zach Wilson's a weird one for me. Oh no. Because there's I just have like a lot of thoughts. Because I loved him coming out. Like you see what he did at BYU, and you're just like, oh my god, he's incredible. And I almost wonder if he just wasn't enough of an adult to be in like the New York media, where everything you do, especially like some of the things that he did, really get blown up and could be kind of a distraction. Um, his mom's friend being the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, thing picking up yeah. on that. <laughs> um, But yeah, like could things like change? Could like a fresh start? Because he seemed, like, batter. But then you, like, watch him play, and, like, there's really nothing other than, like, the way the ball comes out of his hand that makes you think, like, he'd be any good. I got to start I gotta start really back-checking back uh, your grades on these new <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks coming out because you're still fighting for Zach Wilson. Well, it's just one of those things where, like, Shador see- Sanders is maybe not <laughs> no. good enough, but Zach Wilson deserves another Shador chance. And the way the ball Williams. comes out of his hand and is like, what? Like, he rolls out. And, like, oh, my but God. No, no, no. But, like, Shador Sanders, he, he probably, he'd probably be, like, the number two quarterback in this draft. He's just not Kale Williams. Just like there's no, that's there's fine. Just I was just talking about you now saying Zach, like, Wilson. But, Zach but, Wilson just but needs another chance. So, yesterday we're gonna do a Caleb Williams thing, but then after that, I was just going through and going through some like JJ McCarthy stuff. And the whole time, like, you look at it and you're like, he just like aesthetically looks a little bit like Zach Wilson, which you know, like, just kind of like slender, like, the build is the same. And so, like, you see him, like, roll out and, like, throw a ball, and you're just like, what if he's Zach? Like, why is he not Zach Wilson? And the same thing, like, I watched him Drake May after that, and it's like, wow, that deep ball is just, like, incredible. Like, any throw he makes, like, more than 15 yards downfield is just bang on the money. And it's like, wow, that just feels like Zach Wilson again. So he's just been on my mind so much ever since this thing happened yesterday that I'm just... I'm confused. That is wild mm-hmm. that when you think mm-hmm. of Zach Wilson, you think of it as, like, a positive comparison. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's... No, it's like, you see... He looks like he's going to be so good, but then it did not work. And so whenever J.J. McCarthy, like, it's like, should I not be buying into him, like, rolling out, whipping that, like, should I not be buying into, like, Drake May hitting every deep throw? Like, the fact, whenever a quarterback that you like doesn't work out, it just messes with your mind, and you don't trust yourself anymore. Say that mm-hmm. word again, the bottom comment on the right. Get him taught. Oh. No, the third to the, yeah, that Aesthetically? one. Aesthetically? A- aesthetically? Aesthetically. Aesthetically? I think it's just aesthetically. Aesthetically. Yeah. Aesthetically. 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 That Engl- English language, man, is it's no joke. <laughs> we don't have those words in Montana. That's a- way aesthetically. too long. The A and then the aesthetically. There's Fine, some I'll, aesthetic I'll, things in Montana. I'll kick that. Oh, everything. But you don't say the word. You say pretty. <laughs> if you're really like, if you're purdy. really like, you say purdy. Purdy. Yeah. Yeah. You say purdy. If you want to go beautiful, like people be like, ah. Oh, it's Big word. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Smart. That's a That's smart a, man. You're educated. Um, well, after questioning your quarterback breakdown, let's just give you the iPad to allow you to oh, do yeah. a full quarterback breakdown. Todd, do we think Henry's going to come away impressed with Caleb Williams? Uh, calling him the next Zach Wilson or uh, being down on Caleb Williams? I already heard him here. talking about how much he loved him. <laughs> I'm ready. I did. Back in the day. And then you're just like, well, he was a BYU. Well, and the other thing is, it turns out Puka Nakua is the freak. 
And so that whole year, you're like, wow, mm. Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney. Like, Wait, was he with Zach Wilson? Yeah, BYU. Well, yeah, I knew BYU, but yeah. I didn't realize that, man, yeah, it just it feels like Gunnar Zach's Romney. been a bust for so long. Oh, yeah. But then, I don't know, it's, it's like Michael Penix. Like, what if Romo Dunze and Jalen McMillan, like, they've got the Polk, those three receivers, yeah. what, all of them are just crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, so let's jump into the inside scoop where you guys know throughout the season, Todd broke down the key plays for every game the Monday after. Now... We're doing a little inside scoop draft edition, and we're going to be doing it multiple times a week leading up to the draft, breaking down quarterbacks, but then mm-hmm. also other players. Todd and Henry are both going to lead us through this. And today, Henry's starting at the very top with Caleb Williams. Yeah, you got to. And for this one, we're jumping way back. Oh, So this is actually, this is like his breakout game. So the Sooners are 6-0. This is 2021. Spencer Rattler is the quarterback. Um, and this is obviously the Red River rivalry. He subbed in down like 28 uh, seven for like a fourth and one read option, like broke a couple tackles, ran 66 yards for a touchdown, gave him the spark, put Rattler back in. Like he's still quarterback, a couple more drives, uh, has like his second turnover, second one that turned into a Texas touchdown. And so that's when Lincoln Riley just said, Nope, we're going with Caleb Williams, the true freshman. And, uh, things went pretty well. So was this three years ago? Then? Uh this was his 2020 2021. One. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So three so, years. Okay. Yeah. It's weird because we're like halfway in between the right. three and the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh this is he scored on two of his first three drives. This is the the fourth drive here. They're down to four forty one twenty-three. Um and it's just like a nice little throw. So you uh you actually fumble the snap here. <laughs> he picks it up. Off great. Finds a little lane, leaks out. This is kind of like the throw in motion. Like, he's always just on the run. He's always, like, stepping forward. Then, bang. Yeah. You can kind of see this little uh, window right here. Just puts it right through for a touchdown. Um, just like a nice little simple throw, but shows off the arm strength a little bit. Uh, just pounding it right through that window. So, you flash forward a little bit. Um, <laughs> pounding through windows. Pounding through windows. Uh, so, this one... Yep, get pressure off the side. Again, like, loves to leak out. It's that same, like, off-platform throw he always has. That is wild. This is, uh, the ball is actually, like, up here somewhere. Throws it. You can kind of see where is he. This is the 25 here, so the 20. So he's standing at, like, the, like, 18 or something. Wow. Then bang. Wow. Hits, uh, hits actually the same receiver right there on the 30-yard line for big gain. Oh, who is that number 17 oh. there? Who is that number 17? Wow. Yeah. Impressive, you hear. So you can see uh, now uh, 33 to 41 here, uh, 737 left. Like, remember, they were down They were down 35-17 when he subbed in full-time. Uh, again, drops back. Again, the pressure in his face. And uh, steps up. Again, like that same kind of off-platform throw. Bang. Hey, look, there's that same guy again. Hey. Look at just on the money, perfect, right on that front pylon. Bang, touchdown, get the two-point conversion, 41-41. They come back and win. So that's Caleb Williams' first game. That's when everybody's like, oh, wow, who's this guy who just took down Spencer Rattler? Yep. Well, it just feels like, you know, Puka Nakua was the freak. Exactly. <laughs> Seems like Marvin Mims exactly. is the is the dog in that. That you know might what just I'm saying? be Marvin Mims, huh? <laughs> yeah. Was Already the- a pro bowler, so... <laughs> Was there? Did I see something? I could be totally wrong, Um, so don't take this as fact. But did I see something where Marvin Mims would have transferred out of Oklahoma if Caleb Williams stayed? 
Uh, if Lincoln Riley stayed, if Lincoln Riley which were kind of tied, oh, but yeah, okay. and I okay. haven't asked him about that, but yeah. that was something that he said before the draft. Um, he said like, yeah, I was probably gonna leave, but then Lincoln Riley left. Uh, and speaking of which, so that's what happened. So that's <laughs> yeah. we're gonna skip ahead. So actually, that game he subs in ninety-seven point five QBR. Tremor is out game. out of a hundred. Yep, that's a pretty, pretty ridiculous good. thing. Uh, the best he had until this game, the next season. Um, and this is obviously Notre Dame at this point. Uh, he's uh, he's second in the Heisman race. C.J. Stroud's in from C.J. Stroud's like minus one thirty. He's mm. plus one thirty. It's a two man race. Um, they're ten and one. They're uh, they're they're playing number fifteen Notre Dame. They're still playing for like a chance to uh, to go to the uh, uh, CFP. Um, and then this game, this is really his his Heisman moment right here. Some would say this run. It's like late third quarter. They've been leading by double digits all the way through. They really just dominated this game. But this shows off just how much of a freak he is when he's moving. Um, so let's just jump in. You see, he'll snap here, drops back. Kind of see. Oh, this guy's beating his man down there. So what does he do? He steps up, takes this little like loop, and continues the loop all the way around to here. <laughs> Wow. And now he's over here. You see, like, oh, surely these guys got him. This guy's going to come through and get him. He's got to throw the ball. But wait, somehow all three of these guys are back here. Kale Williams is off and running <laughs> up through here. Oh, but here it comes, though. Defender here. Defender here. He's about to just get pancaked. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> they had, he actually hit the wrong guy. They took each other out. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kale Williams off over here. There's a nice little stiff arm, breaks another tackle, wow. and uh, slides. It's a first down. They go on to score. That's the that's the game. The next morning, he is minus 2350 to win the Heisman. Wow. So that's the one that really locked it up. Um, so now we'll jump into like some actually looking at things that are happening. This is all this season. This play I just wanted to choose because this is, like to me, the classic Kale Williams play. Um, so you see like nice little pocket here, but eventually these edges come up. So these edges get to right here. So Caleb's move is actually to move backwards. And this is what he'll have to do. He'll actually kind of like backpedal. You see like he's square sort of down the field. He'll literally backpedal and he'll look. So like right here, he's standing like front foot on the 25. Now he's literally backpedaling three yards. So these edges, you can't see this guy. They kind of like go up the field. They go up the field, which opens up these running lanes like that which is what he takes. And so he rolls out, bang. And just beautiful. These guys have just been like crossing back here. He's got to, he can't really like, he's got to get in before he gets to this guy down here. And it's perfect throw. But that to me is like Caleb Williams. Yep. Like that's what he does. It's this back pedal, bait those edge rushers back. And it just creates so many running lanes. Like he's just in total control of the pocket. <laughs> He has such good pocket presence and awareness and feel yep. and movement. Totally. Um, this one, he can do more than just get out of the pocket, though. So you'll see the snap. They're rushing one, two, three, four, five. Five guys coming, it looks like. So he does the mm. same thing, kind of drops back, <laughs> gets deep, steps up, steps up again. And this whole time, he's had this guy, just this big crosser. And there's a mm. corner right here you can see. He's just passing him off to the safety. Yep. He knows it's coming open. He steps up. He's patient. And just bang, uh, hits him right here and uh, winds up running up the sideline. Yep. Um, this one, you see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see what my, my notes. There we go. Um, 
Oh, there it is, actually. So this one kind of looks like maybe like it could be like man down here. It could be like that. It could be like some cover three with the corners, but it doesn't really look like it. Um. Oh, well, RPO, because everything with Lincoln Riley has the RPO. You see these guys kind of collapsing to the middle. So you got this coming. Mm. You got this coming behind. Again, his eyes right there. He just waits, though, for this guy to get this. And all of a sudden, Brendan Rice, my guy, is yeah. coming open right behind because he can break inside. The corner actually falls, but he does have like that inside leverage either way. It's boom. It's like a quick little read. And that's the thing with Cale uh, Williams in that Lincoln Riley offense. There isn't a whole lot of... It's rare you see him make like three reads in one pass play. Like you'll see him look guys off. You'll you'll see him. There's a lot of, for example, oh, I want to get rid of all this. Wait, he won't make three reads. It's rare. Okay. But you'll see like there'll be plays where like you got like the hitches down here, and you'll see that it's like man, and so he'll know like this guy for example just be like running up the boundary and he'll take the one on one ball. So he knows what he's doing. He's doing all that sort of stuff. But because it's so RPO-based, that's kind of like the first thing he looks at almost every play. And so there isn't a lot of, like, one to two to three. There's a lot of, like, one to two, but not, like, going through. But, again, he's a rookie quarterback. Okay, then that, that's a really good question where some people in the comments you hear, can you scroll just slightly up in the comment section, have been saying um, scroll up a little bit more. Um, okay, stop, and then just scroll down because the, there were multiple comments, but uh -huh. I'll just read this one specifically. Cry or scroll down again. Right here. <laughs> he cried, a little okay. bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. A little bit. There we go. Uh, coming in from Tim Wentz, and he said, oh. uh, if Russ drives Sean Payton crazy, Caleb Williams would get him in a straight jacket and a padded room. And there's been other comments about how, man, mm -hmm. if Russ drove Sean crazy, mm -hmm. Caleb would go even crazier. Do you buy into that? The thing is, it works for Caleb. So, like, they, they do do a lot of similar things. Like, you could make that comparison, but the comparison isn't Caleb Williams to Russ. It's Caleb Williams to Russ, like, 10 years ago. Mm. And, and you could say, like, that's what you see most, and you wouldn't really be wrong. Um, but there is a lot of, like, the turn your back and, like, make guys miss, make guys miss. And if you want to see more of that stuff, you can just get on YouTube and search, and you'll see all sorts of it. Um, the difference is, for Russ, like, there was a lot of turning your back downfield, and then it just didn't work. So, I do think... Here, we'll get to this next play. No, next I, play's a good I agree with you. I feel like, you know, Caleb's, one of his abilities is controlling the pocket. And it felt like this year and last year, Russ did not have control of the pocket. Yeah. So how Caleb is actually helping his O-lineman to block yeah, that guy. Exactly. feels yeah. like Russ is running into the guy as the O-lineman exactly. is trying to block him. So 100%. it's a difference with that. And we, like. when Caleb runs, it's to help his offensive line, uh -huh. help his receivers. When, when Russ ran a lot of the past two years, specifically this past year, it was just because he was freaking out. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. would lead to bad things where Caleb's more times than not leads yes. to good things. Also, Todd, you blocked him on Twitter. Blocked who? Uh, Tim, he wanted me to let you know that. What did he say? What did he uh, say? Probably something. Oh, I'm then. not picking sides. I'm just saying he did DM me and say, Todd, block Todd blocked me. On oh, Twitter. he must have said something crazy. <laughs> it's just a Montana guy, man. He is a oh, man. Wow. Um, yeah, here's like another one. You've got uh, kind of got your like, Oh, I got to get the marker. There we go. Kind of got like these three defenders over here. You got like the three receiving threats. So what does Caleb do? Sees its man because his tip, hips turn in, hips turn in. This guy's just run the little comeback. His hips are out. Just like a nice little easy read the little triangle over there. Boom. Gets him open on the sideline. And then here's the fun one. Um, so this one, obviously, you don't really know what's coming. Again, like could be man like that. Uh, that. Like that. 
and then like maybe this guy's right here, but you don't really know who's coming, who's going right through there. So you gotta decide after the snap. So bang, three guys drop out and they're all just flying this way. So you think they're coming this way, you think it kind of like loops around, um, but what Caleb sees, or what he should see, is that this guy's deep, this guy's coming, and so this guy has a whole lot of space up in here. Yeah. So what happens? Again, has a whole bunch of space. It'd be perfect if this guy's just breaking out, which he is, and which Caleb is looking at, but it's also this guy. And this coverage to me, do you know what this is, Todd? It's like three buzz. Okay. So you got everybody, you got three guys, safety has a third, that corner has a third, the other corner has a third, and this guy dropping out, maybe a linebacker, uh, he's dropping the curl flat, and he's supposed to be dropping underneath one, giving space for this corner right to be able to get in his third. Yeah, he's supposed to go all the way underneath number one. Yep. And that's why that inside man is dropping to number two. That's what it's supposed to be. So then the tough part for me is that this guy is deep. This guy is deep. Which one of these two is supposed to be in the middle? Hmm. Probably the guy that's sitting there in between. The guy that's the shallowest? Yeah. Oh, like this? No. No, because the you, have, the S. you have guys, you have everybody dropping to the right, correct? Yeah. So somebody has to be the curl flat up top. Somebody has to be the hook up top. So you'd think it's him. So, yeah, you would think he's either curl flat or hook. The other guy dropping out is either curl flat or hook. And that guy has to be the deep third because you wouldn't drop guys out to the right but have guys going deep to the left. You know what I'm saying? You exactly. have to have different placed. Yeah. And so what happens, though, is that this guy right here is flying up the field and mm. neither of these two takes the middle and caleb sees it coming because he knows what he's doing oh and there he is wide open <laughs> here's the other guy who he could have just had right here yeah but there's just a whole lot of space and then wide open wow. balls right here Easy. dropped because uh usc actually really sucked this drop oh yikes yeah but so there is like that stuff where he really does like to start from way back here not knowing what's happening to bang these guys are coming out there's a whole lot that you got to see and to find that guy when you know this guy's coming open too i mean there is some like high level stuff there in terms of like a rookie quarterback that to me is really impressive mm. because you still like jj mccarthy will sometimes go through and he'll be the guy who goes like one two three like and find like all those different guys that just doesn't that doesn't really exist in this offense anyway so you can't expect it of him but to be able to find that's great. Um, oh, the, the thing, the question for me, yeah. like in the NFL, you don't have these. Most of the time, you don't have these big busts. Yep. Or like most of the time. So why wouldn't you just take the number one? Why wouldn't you just take your first read? It's a clear, open throw. You have a outside linebacker trying to get underneath the, yep. a one receiver. He's running out. This is exactly what we would draw up if we knew they were in this. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't even draw up the middle of the field if you knew they're in cover three. True. You would draw up this quick little out. So. Why not take that? You're sitting there looking at it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It just seems like, boom, it take worked. that. We keep going. But well, I guess it got dropped. I guess it got dropped. <laughs> I guess it got that dropped. would just be my question. I would yep. just love to hear like his thought process on that. Oh, all these clips. I, I just picked the Washington game just because I figured that was like a decent yeah. one to choose. But I got one more. Um, this is just a fun one. This is a fourth and one. And it looks like, because Caleb actually tucks the ball here. You can't really tell. If I clipped it before... Um, you would see, but he tucks the ball and runs this way. It doesn't look like anybody's getting on field, so maybe it's not a run. Double team, this guy comes straight through, and so he just has to turn back. So he does his big loopy thing, <laughs> stops right there, 
and makes just a ridiculous throw. So you got like a guy in your face, two guy in your back. He sets his feet <laughs> fourth and one. <laughs> ah, there we go, Todd. Couldn't hold that one together. Just a back shoulder ball all the way out here. Like this throw on fourth and one to this one on one, just getting it to this pylon right here. Like that's just freaky stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like you can go through and you can find like he can like run an offense and, and work within the, the structure, but then also just like loops out, bang. All the way over there, and it works. And again, shout out my guy Brendan Rice. Um, the only, I guess they had two good receivers, but the, the best receiver on that team. Um, he's technically Jerry's guy, Brendan Rice, right? At times, yes. At times. At times. They haven't always gotten along. Fair. But um, yeah, so you do see, like, with all this looping out stuff, he does take quite a few sacks. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't always work. Um, it seems like when it doesn't work, a lot of the time it's like, he just stumbles because he's trying to like do like a 180 or whatever and just kind of like loses his footing and so they lose the advantage. Uh, I didn't include any clips of that. Occasionally, I think he threw like five picks this year. There were five last year. Like there was one against Colorado where he rolls out, has a guy open up the sideline and then just underthrows it. Mm-hmm. So you see some of that sort of stuff. So there are like issues, but is that his only downside on the field? Take some sacks that he shouldn't yeah. and. Like, when you play, like, chaos ball, sometimes it doesn't work. Right. But other than that, like, obviously just a freak. Is he worth the number one overall pick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Is he oh, worth yeah. trading uh, three first-round picks, a second-round pick, and a star player? If our team is in a different position, yes, but not for right now. Not this team. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think after looking in depth at him? I mean, you know where I'm at with the like. Uh, I'm in kind of a dark place because of what's happening in the rest of the division. So I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of at an F it. Go get Caleb Williams if you can. Okay. So Let's see what happens. Is he Mahomes 2.0? You probably it'd probably be. You can't just say that now. He you probably need him to like go do it. But when you look at the things he does, like there's so much of the like the way that that. Even like broken plays just kind of turn to options. Like he'll just have like he'll like leak out to the right or something. I wonder if I have like a blank one of these. Like he'll just like leak out over here, and then this guy will kind of like leak up through the middle, and all of a sudden like one defender will just be like stuck between the two of them, kind of like hesitate, and then it's like drop it over the top. Like he'll have like some like moon balls that go like 15 yards when there's like a running back on a linebacker, and he just like tracks it and gets underneath it. Like you see some of those things, like the creativity. Right. He definitely has the creativity. And they're just, it goes well so often that it isn't concerning, which I guess is kind of like the Mahomes thing, where it's like anybody could try those things. It's just that they work all the time is the thing. See, like, it's it's possible, more possible than anybody else. Man, I can't believe how many comments there are of people saying this is, he's he's just like Russ. Mm. I mean, early Russ could also be the, because he was doing that stuff too. Like, that's when he was rolling out the back of pockets and things were working. Um, because I think, you know, comparing to Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he, it's what he's doing has never yeah. been done. I think yeah. even exactly. when Tom Brady was at his peak, I've never heard anybody say he's just like Tom Brady. Right, right, right. Like, there's never been that no. comparison. Like, no. for a guy coming to there, there was, like, a little bit, like, of Brock Purdy. Like, oh, he could be Tom Brady. But that's just because he's slow and has good weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that's I just, and a later round pick. I just, like, yeah. I hate saying it, but what he's doing has never been done. Like, right. yep. trying to say that he's going to be him is nonsense what, exactly. what it should be said is is he 
Patrick Mahomes 2.0 coming out of college. Mm -hmm. Like Mahomes when he came out of college. Because mm -hmm. Mahomes went, what, 11th in the draft? Yeah. So, like, he was far from a perfect prospect mm -hmm. coming out. And Caleb's, Caleb's, like, twitchier. He's faster. Like, you, you could just say he's, like, a... He's got like a better instincts and in football IQ than Kyler Murray. Again, mm. like you kind of look back at some of those Oklahoma quarterbacks. Like I think there's some similarities there. Yeah, because there's so many guys that have been great college athletes from Johnny Menzel to Kyler Murray. Exactly. To even Baker has just had a good year. But like these guys were freaks in, in college. Yeah. Was yeah. No, Mahomes was Cliff Kingsbury, not Lincoln Riley. Mm -hmm. I got that confused. But Lincoln Riley, like right. you look at like Baker has like some of the same stuff. Not not quite as like twitchy, but some similarities. Kyler Murray definitely does. Jalen Hurts has quite a bit of that. Like I there I, I it could be kind of concerning that he's coming from that offense for sure. Because there is a lot of like what I didn't show is that half of his passes are like RPOs. But at the same time you have people who love Bo Nix and it's like, well, eighty percent of his passes are just <laughs> right. like right. dink and dunk and dink and dunk. And so right. like what do you you have to like this a lot more. I mean, the other thing that that comes close with Mahomes in terms of their college production is they both had incredible college stats. We mentioned how Michael Penix has mm -hmm. uh, the the Mahomes stat of two back to back years of forty five hundred plus passing yards. Um, Mahomes and Caleb Williams both had awful defenses. Mm -hmm. So games mm -hmm. they were losing, they were losing as their defense gave up like fifty two points. Yeah, and they were only able to score forty eight. Mm -hmm. So. They weren't playing with necessarily the best teams. Yeah. Well, and then last year, remember, Caleb, like USC was incredible. Like they finished regular season 11 and 1 and missed the CFP because they lost in the Pac 12 championship. Yeah. Yeah. And then this year, they, things didn't go well. I think they started kind of hot. Um, but then, like you said, like you just lose to, you lose this game against Washington, you lose the game against Oregon. Who was the quarterback for Washington? Uh, Michael, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, we might be might be getting to him soon, huh? Oh, I was thinking about what if, what if the Broncos drafted Michael Penix Jr., signed Michael Pittman Jr., and wow. then like somehow either like MPJ throws it to MPJ with like Nuggets MPJ in the stands, or like maybe they go to a Nuggets game together and somebody gets a picture of like MPJ and MPJ watching MPJ hit a three. It's like sportsception. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. All the MPJs in one place. Yeah, that would be fun. And this was fun. Great breakdown, yes. Henry. Um, do we have any super chats to get to here? You hear? I know one came in. Uh, a couple came actually from Chris uh, Cristiano. Uh, did I say that right? Cristiano. Yes. Uh, it says, Todd, what's your take on Jonas Griffith as a starter? I think he's a good player. Mm -hmm. I like trained him a little bit in the oh. offseason for last year and the year before that uh he just got to stay healthy but i think he's a good player mm -hmm. he's smart he's instinctive uh he's fast so he's I big think he, I, yeah he's a, he's a solid guy so i think he has all the right attributes to be a starter in the nfl for sure yeah and he's still young and yeah. he did sign um a one-year deal with the broncos for like nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars. so he's going to be back and in terms of like a create your linebacker in yeah. terms of athletic abilities and size man he's it yep yeah. Big dude. Yeah, he just needs to play. And, like, the idea of Alex, Josie, Jonas, and Drew Sanders being your four inside linebackers, that's that, that would just be so fun. Because, like, then you can go, like, the nickel with Josie and Alex, and, like, you don't have to worry about the run game out of that nickel. Or you could throw, like, heavier... Th like, there, you could just... Ha you have so many different combinations that you could use in different scenarios. Now that's, you, the only I that's the only position they not they don't rotate. 
Uh, but yeah, but I mean, you still see so. like Drew Sanders will come in some rush packages, which is different. Uh-huh. But like, it just gives you the options to get into some of those. You can like go to your dime and like see what you want to do. And then like special teams, obviously, Jonas Griffith is just like he's like a freak human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's that'd be incredible for him. If you don't like it, doesn't make sense because they don't rotate. Yeah, you don't rotate inside linebackers. You can it's have, very they have, rare. They'll have like a package or something. Yeah, but if you want to bring... it's more like rush packages. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, he'll be more lined up on the outside. If you want to do something to where you have a smaller guy in there, you're going to bring in a buy like TJ or K1. You're going to bring in yeah, that because yeah. they could play the run, but they're very a lot better than any linebacker in the past. Like if you want to mm-hmm. switch it up and have like a lighter box, you'll mm-hmm. bring in a... Like a dime there or was, a nickel. There was the game where they played the 4-3. It didn't work. At all. Was that the bre- it, didn't work, it didn't work at all. But, like, if you want to throw in, like, the 4-3 for a game, you get to fuse, like, You Jones just have to have Drew. different D linemen for that. Right. True. Very different. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest change. Like, who are your defensive ends on this team? Uh, like, you would love to have... Randy Gregory is one of them. <laughs> right, right. He's an outside <laughs> linebacker still, though. Defensive yeah. ends is, like... You know, like the difference is like. Remember when we were when we saw Cam Jordan? Yep, that's Cam Jordan much. versus Randy. They're <laughs> yeah. like just two different yeah. body JJ types. Watt. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just yeah. different. But like Bradley Chubb could do some of that. He could, but I don't. Yeah, he could, but for like a game, it yeah. wouldn't be like his best use. But he could like he would plug the hole. Yeah, like the the and the the fact that you don't have a defensive end plug that not like the literal hole. I guess he would do that too. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, like the running line, like yeah. Uh, Nadine says hello my good men um, and I think from some other comments of Nadine wasn't sure if uh, uh, the uh, comments that they were leaving were uh, showing up on the show but they are yes so thank you we appreciate the super chat and thank you for tuning in <laughs> anything else you hear nope that's it what a jam packed wow. show I loved it great breakdown Henry um, Todd loved your answer on just nope saying you're denying the Jerry Judy for Zach Wilson trade, and it was fun to break down the franchise tag situation. We're going to be back tomorrow. Maybe a special guest on the show, so tune in at 11 a.m. We'll be rocking and rolling. For you here, Henry, Todd, and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Flying